Welcome to Badgedamia, a podcast so educational two professors could be hosting it. Hi, I'm Dr. Danielle Dickenview, and joining me is Dr. Bill Pennyman. Welcome, everybody, uh, to this week's episode of Batch of Damia. And you may notice that we have two guests and no D3, Dr. Uh, Dick McGough. Uh, she is not able to be here, so everyone send her positive uh, vibes, and she should be back next week. Um, but today, we have two very special guests. We have our first current UNI student, Ellie Boating, uh, who is the <laughs> NISG president. Uh, she's a political communications major. And what else do you want to tell us about yourself, Ellie? Yeah, so I am in my fourth year here at UNI. I'll graduate in May. I'm studying political communications, and my minors are women and gender studies and politics and law. Um, I am bachelor adjacent. Um, I would say my roommates are very into it. Um, and I used to watch it religiously with my mom when I was in high school. Uh, and then my residence last year when I was an RA loved The Bachelor. And so it made it super easy for me to plan programs, though they were not necessarily educational. Uh, we did have lots of good pizza and bachelor nights uh, that, you know, checked off my requirement to have programs. Um, and so I, I've gotten into the show and I'm all caught up now. And so I am really ready to go in on this with you all. <laughs> if only you had this podcast, you, you could, it could have been way educational because this is very educational, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have a guest host filling in for D3 today and Kim Hanna, who yes. is uh, an <laughs> alumni. She is new to the Bachelor universe, and she's actually such a good friend, one of my very good friends, that she started watching just because of the podcast. <laughs> and so she is, um, text me, uh, before we included her in our watching pod, now she comes to our house and watches it. We've got like three people that we allow into the house because of COVID and Kim is one. Um, she is the director of development for the College of Education at UNI. What else do you wanna tell us, Kim? Uh, so I actually have seen another season of The Bachelorette. So okay. I I started watching the Hannah season, even though she spells her name wrong, because her, her name is Hannah, and that is my last name. Um, and so I got to experience the disaster dumpster fire that was Luke, mm -hmm. the best example of toxic masculinity, I think, possible on TV at the time. Uh, so I am enjoying it. I definitely... Uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk about how annoying it is that they keep talking about how old Claire is because Claire and I are the exact same age and I'm not old. So let's do this. I'm excited. All right. So we start off every episode uh, with our question of the week. So this one is most embarrassing thing you've ever said on a date. I can go first. Go um, for it. So... I uh, was going to get coffee with a guy uh, over the summer and I hadn't felt super well like the previous week. And I was like, hey, like maybe I'm not gonna be able to go. I'm gonna get tested for COVID and like, we'll see if I feel better. Um, and so I got tested and like my test came back negative. And I was like, yeah, so like we're, we're good to, you know spend some time together now and go grab a coffee. Um, and he was like, how was the COVID test? And my COVID test experience was terrible. Like they like, <laughs> too far up my nose and I have like a really like my nose is very sensitive and so blood like ran down the back of my throat oh my, and oh my I, gosh I like described this in detail to this man and he was like 
horrified and like <laughs> so horrified and <laughs> it was like I, I you know I was just too far into the story at this point and like I'm also just a very like descriptive person and so I was explaining this whole thing and he was like oh <laughs> that's awesome so we're Jim, friends um got one, Jim. <laughs> I do it's uh it's actually uh <laughs> started uh, making out with someone that I have that ended up being one of my longest relationships and he goes wow you're a really good kisser and I said thanks I watch a lot of HBO which is probably not what you're supposed to say in that situation but I mean I was in college during Sex in the City I would say HBO uh -huh. definitely educated me on some things so that is what came out of my mouth he stuck around for quite a while after that, so I guess he he approved of HBO. But yeah, I definitely maybe that shouldn't have been what I said. I did say thank you, so I guess I was polite. But yeah, at least it was HBO and not late night Cinemax, right? Yeah, that would have been. It wasn't things I watched Cinemax. <laughs> I, the most embarrassing <laughs> thing I've probably ever done is I'm really bad with names, and so I went on a date mm -hmm. and I kept I called a girl by the wrong name. And then it like got in my head. And so then I think I maybe called her three wrong names. Her <laughs> name was Katie when I was in Ireland. And I think I called her Kelly, Kristen, Kara. And it's like, it hit a point where it's like, I just couldn't. And she was getting very, yeah. So there was no second date. I mean, Rightfully so. You kind of got it. Right? Rightfully so. I did in not the deserve a second date. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, episode in one word. <laughs> Speedo. Speedo? Ooh. I would just say like oof. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go with uh upgrade. I'm going with upgrade. Mm, I feel I feel good, like uh, this is this yeah. has been an upgrade. Um yeah. although Danielle did text me and said that uh switching to Taisha and then switching back to Claire and then back to Taisha is like the most 2020 thing that could have happened. Right. You know, it's like, you've got this new person, she's engaged. And then they're like, but let's go back to Claire. <laughs> well, and I remember when we were watching it, all of us went, oh God, this better not be an hour and 20 minutes of those two. Cause that is not what any of us want. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to the episode. Uh, so Taisha makes an entrance. Um, thoughts on the guys' reactions? What do you think? I think they were like so mind boggled. They were like, oh, she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she walked in with that dress, which was amazing. That dress was amazing. And you could just see all their faces light up like, Thank God we stayed. Thank God we're going to have this woman now. And yeah, they seemed very excited to see her. So you bring up a good point. Um, so some of the guys were talking about how they're hung up on Claire. Uh, does, did they, you feel like they were still hung up? I don't think so. No. <laughs> the amount of, the amount of men that like unloaded their emotional baggage onto Taisha though was like so annoying. Every single yep. one of them that did that should have been automatically disqualified. Like that is yep. not her fault that like Claire sucks. Like it is not her fault at all. And yep. you know, it just, mm, that made me so mad. I was like, it, this woman did not come here to listen to you complain. 
And on the first, I mean, technically their first interactions with her are kind of a first date. And so that is not, you don't, you don't release your crazy, your politics or your baggage on the first date, or you shouldn't because otherwise there probably won't be a second. And so it was kind of like, why don't you just ask her questions about herself and tell her about you, but don't talk, Claire should be done. We should not be talking about right. Claire anymore once, once Tasha's on camera. Yeah, so that's a really good point. So I got my extra credit really early on in the uh, episode. So here we go. Uh, a little bit about the economics of dating. So what we find when we do research is that when people decide, and so this is kind of fitting something that applies to typical dating relationships with uh, the bachelor and the bachelorette, um, when people are going to break up or they're going to change to another um another partner, what we find is that they actually go through this kind of cost benefit analysis in their mind, where they look and see, is this person more or less better than the person I'm with? And so they're going to look at things like how attractive are they? What do they bring to the table? And also, what do I give up by leaving the person that I'm with? And so that's one of the reasons why people tend to stay is that mm -hmm. you invest so much time and effort into somebody, um, even if they're really attractive, uh, it's hard to, you know, if you really like their family members, maybe you have pets, you're going to have to divide up your pets. Um, you may own a house, you may have joint accounts and all of that goes into this kind of, um, efficiency of should I leave now the guys obviously and we've had some debates on this via social media with my friends and everything is how long did they know Claire? Because it was mm -hmm. like maybe mm -hmm. six or seven days. So mm -hmm. it's like, how much can you invest in that relationship? And I think that's why you saw everybody but uh, Blake and Jason pivot really quick. Yeah. Uh, and I also think Jason's just finding a whole bunch of new emotions. Like he had angry and sad. And now he's got like more angry, less sad. So. <laughs> I think that he discovered for the first time in his life emotion and feelings that are separate from athletics, which I think is a very hard thing for, for folks that are in the world of sports and then leave the world of sports. Uh, and I'm saying this with no actual data or proof to, to show that, but he just seemed so unhinged after Claire left and they had one date that was granted a two hour therapy session, but my gosh, his attachment to her was so solid after just that one date that I wasn't, I wasn't surprised that he did not stick around. So do you think he just never had anyone ask him his feelings or do you think he's never had anyone encourage those or? That, that was my initial thought was that like, he'd never had someone encourage or like lead that conversation for him, mm -hmm. which like is pretty common with a lot of men. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they just don't have anyone that provides a safe space for them to do that. And she did like it really like the space that she created was really safe and they were very vulnerable, which is super special. Um, but also it, like, dude, you're in your thirties. It is time. Like go to therapy. I, ugh. My, my only concern is that when you play armchair therapist, you do not have the skills right. to help people like, and, and I feel like he was a good example of that, where they opened the Pandora's box of emotions and then it was just like, and she left gone. And now he's just like, yeah. I feel all these things. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and for Blake, like he bought her, you know, he bought a book about Alzheimer's to like understand like her mom better. And, you know, I saw a lot of social media that was like, oh, Blake really got, you know, really got the short end of the stick on this. And I was like, he bought a book. Like, <laughs> that's nice and all, but like, it, we're, I'm going to need a little bit more than that before I really feel that he has truly not gotten anything out of this experience. Like the bar is literally on the floor for men to not have to do anything. So honestly, well, and I'm, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I might be jumping ahead You're a little bit in the conversation. That's true. Yeah, take over. Uh, I might be jumping ahead in the conversation a little bit, but his eyes got like crazy last night like he just when they were all standing and uh, Tasha was talking to some of the other men and and when he was talking with her we're talking about Jason or Blake sorry Blake Blake. sorry I switched to Blake no no you're fine um his eyes were kind of terrifying like I I don't know what was going on in his brain but he had like crazy scary I can't handle things eyes so a brief side note my wife was all in on Blake to start She's also so a gerontologist. So she's really into older adults and dementia. And so when he said that, like, I was afraid she was going to like, just walk out the door, start emailing Blake and be like, see you later, Bill. Like <laughs> this is the new, I've upgraded to him. Okay. So um, we done with uh, the guy still hung up on Claire. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the difference between Claire and Tasha. And so shout out to my mom. Yes. My mom does listen to this. Danelle Henniger, and she emailed a question and she wanted awesome. to know how, how did they pick Taish after Claire? Because they're so different in personality. Um, aside from the mechanics of how she got there, which I'm still not sure of any, any thoughts on that? So the other, I listened to the other bachelorette podcast. Yeah, Kim she, cheats on us. She, she, I cheat a little bit. She was on their, their show and it sounds like there were multiple women that they contacted to come on and she kind of made them wait. Like she, she said she needed to take time. So I don't know if they had other people in the backup because she told them she needed, she gave, she, she gave them 48 hours that she needed. And I think that if they're there, there, maybe they had all different personalities of women and that she maybe was the one that said yes first or was the one they really wanted but they it sounds like there was multiple women in the running to come so they must have known immediately that Claire wasn't gonna work which people were like oh the producers hate this I still maintain the producers love this like this is ratings gold like the last thing they want is one more like so you all probably didn't watch pilot Pete but one of the last bachelors Oh, you did. Yeah. He was just, he was nothing. Like he had no opinion, (laughs) never said anything interesting. Like girls would be like, I love you. And be like, I like you. Yeah, you're great. (laughs) You know, I dated a pilot and that kind of seems on brand. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, How about the connection with the guys, the new guys, anything? Let's see. Did it seem like there was a lot of talk about how little connection the guys had with Claire? I feel like there was a point where they pivoted from the two guys had a big connection, but then there was a point where they kind of seemed to start talking about how they didn't have a connection when they did their like um, little interviews with the camera. We got head shakes. 
I don't know if they had enough time with Claire to actually make connections. Because even when they were all together, she was with Dale or sneaking off to talk in their hotel room with Dale. Sorry, that's air quotes for the folks listening. Um, so I don't know that they even had a chance. Look how good of a of a pitch in co-host. Yeah. Is. Yeah, she already, yeah. She doesn't leave dead air time. She's, man. <laughs> I feel like Danielle's going to hear this and be like, sorry, Bill, you're out. We're bringing <laughs> Um, new guys. So let's talk about the new guys. Uh, anyone stick out? Anyone stick out for good or bad? I hate Noah's mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I like Noah's mustache. Yeah, no. Also, I, I, any man under the age of like 27 or 28, like shouldn't be allowed on this show. Like I, I, they're not emotionally intelligent. Like they are not mature enough. Like I, no, no woman deserves any of the men that we have seen <laughs> under the age of 27. Like I, keep them out. I, 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 I have said this before in my life that most guys like probably need to be just like put on a farm until they're like 27 and then like <laughs> harvested back out when they can like understand. Um, what about women? Do you think women under the age of 27 should be on the show? Or is it just like no adult under the age of 27 has a right to be thinking about marriage? Up to yeah, that? I have I have a strict uh, no marriage until 30. I did have a strict no marriage until 30 rule. And then I bypassed that by about a decade. But I just don't think people, people are still figuring themselves out in their 20s. And I don't think you should get married while you're still trying to figure out who you, I mean, we're still trying to figure out who we are in our 30s and 40s too. But I think there's so much of a change that happens between 20 and 30 that you shouldn't settle down yet and I think so much of like what's being pushed onto you like before 25 like in terms of marriage is things that like your parents want or like societal expectations versus you know what you actually want um and you're not developed enough as a, an adult to know what an adult would want so I you know I think we see so many of these people get married really really young and then they're like oh we are not the same anymore. And then they yep. get divorced. And, you know, yep. and I mean, that's n neither here nor there. And it, it is what it is. But um, I, yeah, I don't, I, it makes me very uncomfortable that so many really young people are on this show um, because it just doesn't make any sense. And then also they always have like weird jobs when they're that young. <laughs> yes. Well, none of them have like, not a jobs. lot of them don't have <laughs> jobs. They're like former football yeah. player social media influencer, but we're jumping a little bit ahead, but you kind of saw that with um, Brendan and Taisha's date where they both had been divorced. Mm -hmm. They had a very um, adult conversation about that and kind of, you know, here's what I learned. It happened too early. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's a really good point. So I want to go back to your question about which dude stuck out. I think that Spencer is on the show to be on the show. I do not think that he has any interest in actually making a connection with Tasha. That's the one that she got. He got the first impression rose, right? Yes. Yeah. Cause she thought and he was pissed off all the guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what leads you to believe this? He, he got a lot of love like, on social media, by the way. Like people, he? Well, oh, man, whatever. I think he, he is really good. He looking. keeps looking at the camera and like, he's doing like the office like the dad from Modern reactions. Family. Yeah, or like just the like the Jim Halpert reactions to the camera. Like he knows where the camera is at all times. And he's definitely 
I, I think he's, he's not, as much as any of them are there to really fall in love, I don't think that he is there to fall in love unless it's to be the next bachelor so that he can then fall in love. He's not there for the right reasons. I don't think so. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. They're going to say it. Um, so, uh, how do we feel about the intros? There weren't like the zany weird intros this time. Granted, there was only four guys, five guys that came in, but did we miss the intros? I honestly don't like the weird intros. Like I, it's, I mean, it's very obviously for production and like that one guy that came in in a straight jacket. I was like, this is like really off color, not Mm -hmm. funny weird I, you know like that kind of stuff never lands well and I think you have to be like a certain level of attractive like in this show like you have to be at like a an eight or eight to ten in like the looks range if we're going off numerical values um in order to pull one of those off and like still have like public response be positive okay. I thought that Peter looked like uh Danny from New Kids on the Block um to the point where I couldn't, I can't take him seriously now because every time he talks or his face is on camera, I just think it's Danny from New Kids on the Block. I feel like all of our older listeners, like <laughs> listeners over a certain age will be like, oh yeah. And then everyone who Ellie brings in. I know, Ellie, Ellie's like, who is that? What is that? Oh, no, I know who that is. Okay, thank goodness. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. I like it. Uh, <laughs> we talked about Spencer, anything to close him out, him getting the first impression rose. I felt like that was his goal. He showed up. He wanted the first impression rose. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, he is good looking though. He's yeah. He's very committed. Yeah, he is. Attractive. Yep. He's bachelorette attractive. Right. Oh. He plays good on TV, but That's I don't know that he's like. Yeah. Oh, go into depth. I I want to hear. Um, what- I mean, like the bachelor guys, all in my very limited experience, all kind of look. They have a look. They're all like, we saw it when they took their shirts off. There's no like Jim who is a teacher, you know, like they're all like super buff and super ripped and their chests are bigger than most women's, but their muscle. And it's just like, they just have perp like hair and that weird five o'clock shadow that isn't really five o'clock shadow because they clearly work at it. So I don't know. He, he fits in with that look. I feel like there's like three looks. That the like you've got like the Blake, which is like the the burly guy. Yes. And you've got the like really ripped like guy that clearly puts a ton of work into his like shaving his chest, but then he's got a beard. And then there's like kind of the catch-all, the 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 rest of the, the guys that are in there. Don't forget about the guys with glasses um, right. that have dogs, you know, like there's like yep. one specific type of man on The Bachelor that like is, you know, really sensitive. And it's like, I love to read. This is a, a letter from my mom that she wrote for you, you know, like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, here we go. Claire and Blake, I have two questions and then we're moving on, which I would like to do. I'm, I'm, so Danielle always says she loves a good love story and she's really into it. And so she is much more pro Claire and Blake. I really like a good breakup story. I'm here for people crying. Um, and so this is even worse that I'm running the show today. I feel like you got the parent who has like no, uh, no, no sense of like parenthood here. Um, so thoughts on Dale's level of commitment after the interview, that's been the big thing that we've talked a lot about. Um, how committed do we think he is to this? I'm like 
kind of worried for him because like in the the previous episode he was kind of he was they're like so today's the day and he was like huh <laughs> um and I think that still has like kind of carried on like you know I was I was kind of waiting for him to be like help me like you know like the, <laughs> really the camera like, <laughs> is not excited about babies like she's like what's next and she's like babies and he just kind of went ah what have I done I've made a huge mistake but and it bothers and, and we've talked about this a little bit but it bothered me that she kept saying he showed up he showed up that's the bare minimum in a relationship uh-huh. Bottom, that's the first thing you do like if that is why she's marrying him because he showed up I hope they have a really long engagement and that they can get a lot of other stuff figured out well they didn't have each other's phone numbers until after they were engaged and that's weird too yeah I mean like literally she had no real reason for why she wanted to marry him she just kept saying like he's it he's the one and I honestly think that she had like created this whole fantasy in her head over you know I mean we all definitely did that during quarantine like I got very into TikTok and like I very well could have you know found myself very invested in one of the TikTok people's relationships and so like I think she just built this whole story in her head and then nobody else had a chance and you know she's like yeah he showed up like he protects me but like then she's also like I didn't spend you know 39 years single you know to take abuse from men like that and I'm like so like which one do you want to be like do you want to be protected or are you like this empowered like strong woman because you know, if all you want is marriage and babies, like that's totally okay. Just mm-hmm. own it. Well, and protect you from what? It's not like there are bears coming after you. I don't understand that. Protect you from. I like that you went to bears. <laughs> oh, always. Um, like, were you being hurt by someone? Are you like being protected against a, an aunt who keeps yelling at you because you're single? Like, what is he protecting you from? I would just. I don't know. So I have two research kind of comments on that. One, two of the best predictors of success in a relationship are people's feelings on um, how you divide housework. So agreement, it doesn't have to be equitability in housework. So there is this interesting study uh, where what we find is that French women tend to do way more housework um, because they assume that their men are inept at it, but they are much happier with the split of labor. Women tend to do in the U S tend to do less housework, but they tend to be more annoyed because they see their men as being able to do, um, that split of labor. So what we find is that you need to be in agreement and then money management. And I, I just feel like in seven days, you have no idea on either of those things. Um, like what a person is willing to do, what their beliefs are. Um, so I feel like that's probably something they really need to, to talk about it. And then the other thing is, man, that baby question, that's mm-hmm. a big one that, that gets in, in the way of people's relationships. Um, and, and some of it, we talked about this at our house, um, that she is 39. And so there's probably, if they want to have biological children, there's probably a bit of a clock on that. Um, but he definitely doesn't seem sold. Like he Mm -hmm. definitely skirted that issue every time they asked. Um, and I feel like that's going to come to a head at some point. And then they posted something on social media again, Ellie, you're shaking your head. Did you, I can't remember exactly what it was, but what was it? Yeah, I just, I just looked at it. It was, oh gosh. Well, it was like, uh, oh God, here one second. (laughs) 
Well, and she keeps looking, and I don't know, I've never been engaged. So I don't know if this is a thing, but she kept looking at her ring while Ellie's looking. Well, she kept looking at her ring and like showing it to the camera. Like, look at this giant rock I have on my hand. Like, I'm a little worried that she's more excited about the ring and the wedding than the actual marriage, which I think is a problem that happens with a lot of people. I Yeah, I, I don't think this is not a, a specific to her thing. This is a, a lot yeah. of people, I think, especially they hit a certain age and they're like, I want to have kids. I need to start making you know, concessions. Yeah. Well, and that's just, just because you want to have kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, like the socialization of women, like that's, that's a huge part of it. And I, you know, I can't, can't be mad at her. Can't blame her for just thinking that way because, you know, she talked about it really early on in the season of like, you know, her mom calling her and saying like, when are you getting married? Um, and you know, that kind of stuff and her mom and you know, her, uh, state of Alzheimer's and dementia, you know, that's the thing that she's thinking of still. Um, and just, that just goes to show like the value that we put on this. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the picture in the snow? <laughs> no, I was talking about, she posted, I think she posted a picture and it said lots of baby talk. And it was just like, Oh, man. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Do you, where, where's this, this snow picture though? It's on Instagram. Okay. Um, and the caption is, you are pure magic, baby, sparkle emoji, my comfort, my warmth, my safest place. Ooh. That is gross. I hate that. I hate everything about that post. Like, just get a blanket. Like, I, I get a heated blanket. Like, love yourself. Go to therapy. I'm going to say that again. These people all, oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It is a pretty background. I just found the picture on Instagram too. It's a very, it's a very beautiful posed fake picture. Correct. On Instagram. I feel like a lot of, a lot of Claire is, and, and this again is not a, this is more of a societal comment. It is very much, she is worried about how the world sees her. And so Mm -hmm. she's doing things to make this very nice outward appearance Um, I think the problem is it's easy to do that. If you're a random person on Instagram, she went on a TV show. And so I feel like everyone is seeing just enough to be like, Oh God, is this for real? Is this really what's happening? So, all right. Anything else to add about Claire and Blake? I wish them the best. I wish them a very long engagement. Oh yeah. Here's what I would say just as a little advice to Claire and Blake as having the experience of saying, cause my family loves Elaine, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? And this is not specific to anyone in my family, <laughs> grandma, but <laughs> the second we got engaged, then it was, when are you going to get married? Then it was, when are you going to have kids? Then it, And so it's like, you just, you find which one annoys you the least and you just stay in that area for as long as possible before your family bullies you into the next stage of whatever. So that's awesome. I don't, I don't know if that's awesome. <laughs> sad. Uh, there's a fine line between sad and awesome. A lot. Of that's times. true. That's true. Okay. So we're back to Taisha and uh, all of the men, they get a pool date. What could go wrong? They're going to fight over girls. We haven't learned anything. Um, so what do you guys think about these physical dates? I don't, I can't remember. And Ellie, you seem like you got a pretty good background. Do you remember them ever making the women like physically, have they done it? 
Yes. Yeah. There, there were a couple Ooh. that were like, oh gosh, I feel like the, I'm like vividly remembering like football. a mud wrestling type of thing. Okay. Um, and I feel like we did, fo- they did football um, when, uh, what's his name? The pro football player. Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, no. I know you're talking yeah. About. yeah. They, did, they did sports ball things. Um, and that was, that was, and they did like drills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they put them in like the world's shortest shorts and like the knee high socks, you know, I do remember. always. Yeah. And so the speedos thing is honestly, I'm kind of happy about the speedos just for like equity's sake. Um, because if they were just doing that to the women, like, I mean, the show is already kind of not super nice to women. Um, and so it makes me feel a little bit better that they're objectifying the men, honestly. Well, and it was better to see them in speedos than have the jock straps make another appearance. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's I, problematic. I still maintain that there is nothing attractive about a jock strap. Like when Claire was like, Oh, it's like, no, there's nobody right now, unless they have some weird, very specific jock strap fetish that looked at that and was like, Oh yeah. They did do an underwater shot. And I have to say, if you're going to be almost nude being shot underwater helps because yes, that's true. Yeah. Yep. So there's, there's a little pro tip for anyone out there. <laughs> You're going to have pictures, do it underwater. The water helps just lift anything that might sag. I like how much they're embracing the headband this season. I am a big fan of the sweat headband around the head for, from any sporting activity that they do. I liked that. So uh, at some point, Riley and Spencer get going and Riley oh, elbowed man. Spencer. Riley said Spencer's face ran into my elbow. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts on this? There's a lot of testosterone in that pool. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just so unimpressed with that behavior as an overall. And like, also what, like, what do you think that gains? Like, that's not going to make her like you more. Right. At least I would hope that she has higher standards than that. Like, oh, wow, he fought someone for me. What a hero. No, absolutely not. I feel like Spencer like, really hammed it up. Like, he yeah, uh, really yeah. he was like, I've been hit in the face before. I played sports. And it's like, eh, you kind of, like, you don't go over and get medical. Although I think Spencer might be a model. And it was very early on in my life that it was like, you're not messing a lot up there, Bill. Just let it happen where he, like, <laughs> that's his moneymaker. That'd be the equivalent of me getting like hit in the hand so I can't type for articles or anything. <laughs> well, and she did stop and go over and nurse him. So he got what he wanted out of it because he got a little more special attention from her. The only thing that would have made it better is if he would have looked at the camera and like nodded. Now, right? now I like your, your conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, it's real. It's happening. Now you'll watch it every time and you'll count how many times he looks at the camera. The amount of emotional labor that she has invested in these guys who literally have done nothing for her at this point makes me so angry. Like going over and comforting him and like, you know, all these crybabies who were like, Claire was so mean and bad. You know, like I just, it, that is not her fault. That is not her job. They have medical professionals on the scene. You know, I just. See, and that's how I know I would not be good on that show because I would, I, I was raised in a house where you, are you bleeding? You're fine. If you are like, bleeding, you're fine. Like so like, I would have looked over there and been like, get back in the pool. Like, so <laughs> that's why I wouldn't be good on this show. 
Kim's going full Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Prop, kind of. Dies, that is the Hannah way. <laughs> uh, so Blake once again loses. Blake Monar, he loses. And there was a shot, like if you caught it, right as they went out, like he just looks dejected. He looked so sad. Knowing that he is gone. Is he going to make it out of this alive, like uh, intact, mentally, like... So I follow him on Instagram and he posts, and because of, I mean, he's a wildlife person. That's his job in Canada. But he posts a lot of pictures with like birds and wild Canadian animals. And I just hope that he finds his Canadian bride who also loves birds and animals. That's a good point. I'm not sure. And I don't know a lot about Tasha all other than she travels a lot and she's kind of an Instagram influencer. I'm not sure that they are the match that right. is made in heaven. Um, like I feel like he's going to want to do a lot of outdoor stuff and and she wants to take pictures outdoors. So they right. do have that in common. Yeah, that's Once true. That's hand, true. And then like the back into the air conditioned. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, so isn't she from Orange County, which is like the exact opposite world of rural yeah. Canada? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's a big, I, maybe she is. So I shouldn't be making, I, I have not seen any evidence that she does a lot of backpacking or <laughs> long outdoor stays. So they go into the after party. How is the communication with the guys? What do we think? Um, Easy seemed excited, but I felt like there wasn't a ton of like substance to what Easy said. He was like, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, he seemed more communicative with Claire. Like I'm all in on Easy. If Easy wants to give me a call after this is all over, I say yes. But I don't think that they, I was surprised that he got the rose because I didn't feel like they had the kind of interaction that warranted it. Yeah, he's also probably one of my favorites. He's like charming in like an effortless type of way. So I'm wondering if that wasn't something that like they connected on, um, you know, just cause he was endearing. I, I don't know. He didn't, yeah, he didn't do much. Mm-hmm. But then she gave him the rose, so. Right. So go. maybe something happened off camera that we didn't see. Some nah, that camera catches happens. everything. They're not shy about, like. Okay. Yeah, if you're going to go, like, get a quickie in the, the <laughs> closet, they're going to catch you, so. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's true, that's true. She did ask a lot of the guys, are why are you single? So I thought that was kind of an interesting question. One, is it a fair question? Um, and then she disclosed that she's divorced. And, and so it makes a little bit more sense, maybe what she's getting at, like, you know, but it's an interesting question to me because they're all fairly attractive people, but they all are single on a show where they're kind of like vying for one person's like, I, I can't, I feel like none of them probably have a problem getting a date if they want it. Right. I think that question is super funny just because like asking someone why are you still single is like what's your crazy essentially right yes like where you know what's your problem like what's your deal um and I think that question is weird for a first interaction especially um just because it's like then I are if somebody says something that you don't like is that automatically a reason to count them out you know or 
I, I don't know. I just, I, I have such a hard time with that one because it just, it, it feels like it's an automatic disqualifier based on something that you, you don't know enough about to determine right. if that's like an actual disqualifier based on everything else about that person that you've yet to understand. I also hate that question because it, it, first of all, I don't, you don't know why you're still single. There's a lot of things that are happening in the world that are making what you're living at that one moment exactly what's happening at that one moment and so I did I also did not like that she asked them all of that because did any of them I can't remember did any of them turn around and be like well then why are you single like you can't ask that question and not expect to to get it back I think that's a really good point though Ellie I never thought about that but like in a way it's basically saying I'm too lazy or I don't want to invest the time to figure out why you're crazy and everyone's got their things right yeah. like it's a fun scavenger hunt to figure out what your partner is going to do that's a little bit off the wall and what you're going to do and it's kind of like tell me up front and i need to decide is this enough that i'm willing to invest my time in and it's kind of an unfair question also you probably have blind spots for your crazy a little bit i was gonna say do you know what your own crazy is I don't know that we know what our own crazy is. I have a couple, but I'm sure there's many more that I'm like totally <laughs> blind to. So I was thinking that exact same thing. I I can name a couple, but I don't know that I know all like 14 of them. So. Right. Well, yeah. and also if you knew why you were still single, wouldn't you be actively doing things to change that? You know, like it. If or you would. I'm, yeah, that's a good point. If it was a deal breaker, mm -hmm. you'd come right out and be like, "Hey, here's my <laughs> thing. You either like it or you don't." Like let's get it out of the way, but right. if you're not saying it up front, then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, that is a very good point. Okay. Uh, her and Spencer or Spencer and Riley, they seem to have a rivalry. We kind of covered it. Anything else you want to add other than it seems like, like primates throwing poop at each other sometimes. Like I don't. Yeah. It's very unnecessary. Like, don't act like that. This is not impressive to women. We do not, we do not enjoy seeing that. It is the most off-putting thing I can think of. So they need to stop. Yeah. I, uh... In every, every season of this show I've watched, there's always been some sort of rivalry that is created between, you know, two of the contestants. Um, I always, like, the women's ones are so funny because they're kind of like, ah, she's such a bitch. And then the men's ones are, like, super hyper-masculine, like, God, what, what, a, what a douche, you know? And, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's I, not, it, they never I do did. anything for the show. I did yep. make a note that Kenny called Spencer a douche. <laughs> Kenny the manager uh, of the boy band who's got like the gelled up like Johnny Bravo hair was like, you're a douche. Yes. Like, I don't know, Kenny, maybe not the, the road you want to go glide. Uh, yeah. I, the fact that you just called his hair Johnny Bravo hair and yes, it absolutely is Johnny Bravo hair. Um, he is just the epitome of, I think, a douche. So the fact that he's calling someone else that is classic. When you wear wears like the leather bracelets and has a singular chest tattoo. Like the yeah. man has not evolved his style since 2004. And that yeah. is like a peak douche era. Yeah. So I just, I, he's got nothing to that say. That is true. It. That was like the highest level. Of that was the highest level of douche. Like Green Day-esque yeah. douche. <laughs> uh, so Jason leaves. Anything we want to put on that? Other than I thought that was a amazing display of bro emotional support. Um, which... 
one thing in research we find is that men tend to die much earlier when their partner passes away than if a woman's partner dies, if they're in a heterosexual relationship. And we, and a lot of the theory to that is that men are really bad at finding emotional support outside of their spouse. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else from that, I was kind of like, Oh, this is good for, for guys to be like saying this, that it's like, even if it was a bit bro-ish, like, man, you almost made it to the end zone and then you fumbled kicked a punt or whatever metaphor. they. So this has nothing to do with Jason's emotional stability, but I noticed that a, I like that Tasha just hangs out in her hotel room in like a very dressed up dress. And two, I did notice that the dress that she's wearing when Jason is telling her that she's leaving is the dress that she wears on her fireworks part of the date with Brendan. Uh-oh. So either they filmed those on the same night or she really likes that dress and she wore it two nights in a row see that is something i would never notice as a guy like just right over my head i caught it immediately when i watched it again and i went oh that is the same dress i felt like jason cut and he totally was trying to stare at her chest and not stare at her chest when he was telling her i feel like he was doing everything in his power not to look down like so much that i was waiting for like a nosebleed for him because (laughs) so hard not to look all right last date with brendan this is how the show ended up they ride horses around the resorts um who cleaned up all the poop like that how mad would you be if you were staying at that resort like just a random guest and you're like you go out to the pool and you're like what what the hell is this there's crap all over there's some poor intern or production associate had to want follow in that wheelbarrow that you always see at parades and clean up after both of those horses how much is la quinta being paid for this by the way like they got to be making bank i hope so genuinely just feel so bad for the people on this season because they are getting so many less perks out of this whole thing like you know like the room service can only do so much and like you know the resort can only be so nice whereas these other people have gotten flown around the world yeah Yeah, that would have been a helicopter date to like go ride horses on the grand canyon instead they're like around the damn like yeah chris harrison MVP of the episode running around the resort giving them little treats and I love Brendan kept going I really wish Chris would just go away every time I try to lean in for a kiss there's Chris major C blocking him yeah (laughs) oh man yeah that I feel like he's done more this season than he's done like all of the seasons combined where he comes in is like this is the last rose like he's he's surpassed all of those this season my roommates and I were talking about this earlier this morning when I was catching up on the show. And honestly, like Chris Harrison deserves to be paid more than the president of the United States. I think he's done more for the American people. Like he has <laughs> so much. I, I, I love that man. He's so funny. He is such a potster and him like running around, like giving them all the little things was iconic, especially because Brendan looked like such a little dork with like the, um, the like, you know the strap underneath his chin uh meanwhile taisha taisha looked like gorgeous like her mm-hmm. hair blowing in the breeze and like the the white shirt and the tan hat and he just looked like a massive dweeb i, I feel <laughs> like really i feel like i would like to see one bad picture of taisha like 
I don't know if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but there was like this running joke that Barney could never take a bad picture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how she is. It's like, she'll be like drenched, mascara running down. They'll take a picture and she'll be like, perfect. You know? <laughs> I mean, she looked good after being in the pool and nobody looks good after when they climb out of the pool. Your hair is matted. I'm So yeah, she definitely, I don't think she can take a bad picture. So we talked about the, why are you still single? Um, they both disclosed divorce. Uh, what do we think about that for a first date discussion? We we talk a lot about this. I act like this program has been on for years. Like our 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 podcast <laughs> covers this in depth, but we'll do it again, guys. Um, no, we talk about disclosure and appropriate disclosure on dates, and but then you're in this weird situation where they know. Any thoughts? How did it feel to you all? I thought it felt authentic. I I thought it was like, yeah, okay. I I think I would want to know pretty early on. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not dating to marry anybody. Um, but I, I think that like, it's a good point of disclosure because it shows like a level of emotional maturity, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to have a, a conversation about your divorce that's not oh my bitch of an ex-wife you know like that kind of thing because I mean they both were like got you know and just got married really young and like it just wasn't it wasn't working they were both very authentic about it and you know I I think that that the way that they had the conversation was totally appropriate and like showed like a more real side of both of them if this I agree a hundred percent. I think if he had, if either one of them had gone on about like all the horrible things about their ex or um, like too much information about their marriage before the divorce, I think that would be inappropriate. But I do think it's nice to just kind of lay out on the table, hey, I've been divorced. This, you know, he didn't even have to say why. That was kind of, you know, that was a nice thing to say. But you, I don't, I don't think you owe the person you're on a date with to even say why you're divorced, um, because if, I mean, if you are divorced because you cheated on your spouse, you probably don't want the person that you're on a date with to know that you are divorced because you cheated on your spouse, because then that person would be like, oh, never mind, you're a cheat, you're a dirty cheater. But if if it's just, uh, hey, I, I got married young. We 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 shouldn't have gotten married. We are divorced especially if they're still amicable, like we, you know, that's great. That tells me that you're a super mature adult human being. Um, And then you can go off and talk about all the other things you have in common besides just divorce. But if he, so I think they both handled it very well. Yeah. So wrapping it up, favorite memes, favorite gifts, anyone out there that you really liked that you want to give a shout out that people can go find? Oh, I saw something on BuzzFeed and it was basically what Ellie, what we were talking about with the, the literal bare minimum of doing it. And so let me see if I can find it real quick while you guys chat. If, if you want to go search for one, the, um, the contestants as cartoon characters on Twitter, um, which I will post, we have a new, uh, we have a blog spot now, so I will post it on there. Um, but it is pretty amazing. And Blake Moynes um, looks exactly like the lion from Madagascar. And they have like a side-by-side picture. And it is like, oh, wow. I can't believe I didn't. Yes, he does. Look at Jordan nice Chicken Little. Yep. yep. And it is a long Down. one, too. Somebody looks like Wreck-It Ralph. Too. Oh, Ed. Ed. Some Ed. Yeah, he Ed. Looks, he looks like the Wreck-It Ralph guy. 
which is also one of my favorite things that's going around the internet is every time Ed shows up, everybody on Twitter is like, who's Ed? Where is this guy? Ben? And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's he is the one who is blowing bubbles in his beer. And then in one of the promos, he's like holding a baby and like no explanation. And I feel like that's going to be Ed's 15 minutes of fame is the guy no one knows except for doing weird stuff and then getting the boot. So I did find um, the fact that Bennett also doesn't like know his mustache does confirm to me that I, I, I should have, I, yeah, was, I was, I was anti-Bennett when they yeah. posted the pictures of the bachelors because he just looked like everybody I interacted with when I lived in Boston. Um, but having gotten to know him over the last few weeks, I, I am a fan of Bennett. And so the fact that he also hates Noah's mustache makes me very happy. Did you see the one that was, uh, it was Chris Harrison and he said, so babies. And it was at the same time, uh, her saying, Claire saying, not until after, not until after we get married and Dale saying, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. I I was like, that is the worst response you could get from someone that you Mm -hmm. think you want to have children with. Oh man. Yeah. Cause kids are a lot of work. I don't have them. But man, so I did find there's one with Snoop Dogg. Um, It says Claire, me watching Claire cry that Dale showed up for the millionth time and Snoop Dogg's holding up a sign that says that is the bare minimum. (laughs) Again, showing up is not, I don't know. That bothers me more than I think anything else on the show right now. (laughs) So front runners. Ooh. Who do we got? Brendan seems like a very real person. I liked mm-hmm. him. Um, I, I liked their interaction. And he was also like very respectful, um, which also, once again, the bar is on the floor. Um, but I, I liked him a lot. I think Zach is also a contender. And I also like that he did yoga before he stretched before they played splash ball. So he didn't pull a muscle. That was nice, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. I am still rooting for uh, Joe. I just, I really want I, Joe. Yeah. I just feel like Joe is not getting a good rap. I, I like don't Joe think too. Spencer, I feel like Spencer is going to be the foil all season and then he's going to go. Um, and go ahead, Kim. So do you think they brought in those four to be the foil because the bro squad is so tight after only one week that there's not really... Uh, there's not an antagonizer in that group of 16 because they've they've kind of gone through a traumatic experience together of losing Claire. And so they had to bring in, they probably needed more numbers to fill out the rest of the episodes, but they had to bring in a couple of people that would blow things up because the other 16 are already so tight together. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I think they, they definitely picked guys who would come in and people would be like, Oh God. Mm-hmm. like Spencer has a very specific reason for being there well and, and like their shared like hatred for Claire like as an entity is really what has brought them so close which like that's is, true no um, brings no. people together like a common enemy right? <laughs> true that so, yeah. episode in one sentence Showing up is the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. 
Yeah, mine was going to be the bars on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go. I'm trapped and I have nowhere to go. (laughs) So that's it. Uh, I don't have to tell you to vote. Um, So last word, Kim, you got anything you want to put out in the last word? I don't just um, everybody be safe. The numbers are going up here in Iowa and everywhere else. So please make good choices. Wear a mask. It is not oppressive and have a fantastic week. Ellie, you get the last Um, word. I would just like to give a shout out to the members of the Blueberry House uh, for supporting me throughout this uh, new bachelorette journey. Um, Those are my roommates. uh, So thank you all. And thanks for having me on the show. It was super fun. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks, Bill. Have a good weekend. You've been listening to Bachadamia with your hosts, Drs. Daniel Dick McGew and Bill Henniger. All opinions expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the person who spoke them. If you like our podcast, please consider following us, leaving us a five-star rating, and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your friends, family, and other ardent Bachelor content lovers. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at bachadamia at gmail.com or on the Twitter with the handle at bachadamia. Thanks for listening. <laughs>